time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Neff. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction coming to you every weekday to help you know you're not alone on your journey of faith. Great to have all of you with us today. And today, our prayer life, uh, how's that going for you? How would you uh, maybe describe your prayer life today? Vibrant and active or maybe dull and dry? Is your prayer just a bunch of words where you seem to be simply going through the motions? Or are you in a deep personal relationship? relationship with the Lord, where you believe you're really having an intimate, honest conversation with your best friend. And here's the real question. Are you able to truly get out of your head and pray from the heart? Well, we're going to talk about that today. Here to help us on the journey, back with us once again, Father Albert Hass. Father Albert is a Franciscan priest and now chaplain at Cedar Break Catholic Retreat Center that in Temple, Texas, in the Archdiocese of Austin. Father Albert is also the author of 12 books on popular spirituality, his latest book, Soul Training with the Peace Prayer of St. Francis, now available for pre-order on Amazon.com. Father Albert Hess, nothing better to do today than be on the radio, right? Amen, Chuck, amen. <laughs> as, I look in the, as I look in the mirror and I see how polished my halo is, because I just got back, I just got back last week. I was preaching a retreat to the Trappist monks of South Carolina, Mepkin Abbey, outside of Charleston, South Carolina. And so I got to spend this wonderful week with these contemplative monks. And it was just a lot of fun. And I must say, my halo is looking good today, Dr. <laughs> well, we will give you a good. grade in about an hour. We'll just uh, give you a grade and see how well you did today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> but hey, it's uh, great to have you back on the program today. We're going to talk about our prayer life. I mentioned uh, Father mm-hmm. Albert's uh, new new book, Soul Training with the Peace Prayer of St. Francis. But we're going to talk about another one of his books, Becoming an Ordinary Mystic, and that's available through uh, InterVarsity Press. And uh, Father Albert, when we talk about our prayer life, you talk uh, in uh, one chapter in this book about the importance of praying from the neck down. I love the image. But what do you mean by that? Well, you know, most of us, most of us, I think when we go to God in prayer, you know, we do what I like to call we tap dance for Jesus. You know, the lights go on, the curtain opens up, and we kind of just through our heads say all this stuff. And in effect, we're not really being transparent in prayer. And so when I talk about praying from the neck down, what I mean is rather than praying what we think God wants to hear, maybe we need to pray what we need to say to God. 
And, and so I think oftentimes we have a tendency to think that some of my feelings are inappropriate to bring to God. So if I'm angry, for instance, or if I feel uh, shame or guilt, that somehow or another those are not those are not appropriate emotions that I should be bringing into the presence of God. And so we really need to pray from where we are and not from where we think we should be. Or as Father Ronald Rollheiser, the great contemporary writer, he's an oblate uh, stationed down in San Antonio, he's got this beautiful expression. He says, we must learn to pray from our headache and our heartache. In other words, whatever's really going on in my life, this is what I bring to God in prayer. Now, when I bring it to God in prayer, am I telling God something that he does not know? Absolutely not. God knows everything, for goodness sakes. But I think the advantage when we bring some of these difficult emotions to prayer, what happens is as we talk to God about them, sometimes there's an emotional shift that occurs in our life that helps us to accept the situation we're struggling to accept, or maybe we get a new perspective, a new perspective on the situation that helps us to understand it in a deeper, clearer way. And so I just think it's so important for all of us to learn to pray from the neck down. Pray from your headache and your heartache, and not simply from what you think God wants to hear. Father Albert Hass is our spiritual director. Let's uh, open up our phone lines if you'd like to join us. It's a toll-free phone number into the studio, 888-914-9149. You can also email us, life at relevantradio.com. But as we uh, talk about our prayer life today, certainly if you have any questions about your prayer life, we invite you to uh, join us on the program today. But how's your prayer life going these days? And as Father Albert is talking from uh, about praying from the neck down, what's your experience of that? And then maybe what keeps you from being as honest as you'd like to be with God? Again, toll-free number if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. So tap dance for Jesus. I like that, by the way. <laughs> well, but, you know, well, yeah, but it's it's so true, isn't it? I mean, but what's, go, what's going on with us? I mean, don't we all want to pray from the heart? Don't we all want to pray from the neck down? Yeah, we do. But um, we don't do a really good job of that uh, very often. So what's going on in our lives well, that we, you know, we do that? You know what I think? Yeah, well, I think part of the reason why, Chuck, that we sometimes get stuck doing it is because we get so, we're so familiar with our rote prayers that, that we tend to think that any prayer I say has to have this long, long, hallowed tradition behind it, and it must be a prayer in which I praise God and I thank God for all that he's done for me. And all of that's fine. <laughs> you know, don't get me wrong. I'm certainly, I'm one of the first people to say to live with the attitude of gratitude and to put God where God belongs in our lives is really a wonderful thing. But I think it's also important to know that sometimes when we are weary, Sometimes when we are just riddled with loneliness, sometimes when we just don't know, you know, how, how to approach God, when there's pain in my gut, 
or when my heart is heavy, that I learn to pray from those feelings. Because this is what being transparent in prayer, you know, is all about. Um, and, And as I mentioned in my book, Becoming an Ordinary Mystic, no emotion is inappropriate to bring before God. That if I feel it, if it's a problem, if it's something that I'm struggling with, then it's also a problem. It's something that God is struggling with as well. And so for me to be able to bring it to God, I suddenly begin become to discover that this compassionate, loving, accepting God can always help me through some of the most challenging emotions that I might think you know, are inappropriate to bring um, to God. By the way, Chuck, while I'm thinking of it, as I've done on your show for maybe, what, the past three months or so, I've written up a little a little document for people who are interested in this notion of praying from the neck down. And if they just drop me an email, I will happily send it to them. And so if they send me an email at S as in Sam, H as in Horatio, E as in Eagle, N as in Nebraska, F as in Florida, U as in university. So it's shenfu at aol.com. I'll send them this little thing I wrote up about uh, praying from the neck down. Yeah, shenfu at aol.com. For people who don't know, yeah. Yeah, dot, AOL.com, right. Shenfu at AOL.com. For our listeners who don't understand the origi- or, uh, how that word originated in your life, tell us about that real quick. Oh, well, Shenfu, that's the Chinese word for priest. And so for, for many years, as I was my, during my missionary life in mainland China, I was known as Ha Shenfu. You always put the title at the end of the name. And so I was hush and foof. So it goes right back to my days of being a missionary among the wonderful Chinese people. Father Albert Hass, our spiritual director, talking about our prayer life today and praying from the neck down. What's been your experience of really praying from uh, from your heartache? Uh, toll free if you'd like to join us, uh, 888-914-9149. I want to get to a phone call here, but go back just for a moment again. When we talk about praying from the heart, and certainly, and I want you to get more specific in terms of how we bring and how we pray with, with that, but when, when, we're, when we're lonely, or maybe we're sad, or maybe there's some deep wound in our lives. Is part of what's going in uh, in our going on in us the reality that we don't think we should be feeling that way? I'm the only one in the world going through this, and nobody understands it, especially God. Well, I, I think that that's one reason why we we tend to hesitate to bring those feelings because we do tend to think that they are peculiar just to us. But I think another reason, at least in my own life, my own life, the, the, the reason why I I've, for so long I used to hesitate to pray from the neck down is because I used to think some feelings are just inappropriate to bring to God. And so if I'm angry at God, I dare not express that to God. Or if I feel shame or guilt 
or if I feel, you know, just lost or that I, I, I don't have a sense of, of a direction in my life and I feel like, you know, I'm 40 years old, I'm 60 years old, I'm 75 years old, and you would have thought that by now I would have a sense of direction in my life and I should be able to go to God confidently. And because I don't have that feeling that I tend to want to hide it from God. So I think that those are two separate reasons. One being that we think these feelings are peculiar to us. And the second one is that we're afraid that we think they're inappropriate. And then there's even a third reason, and that is, I think we sometimes think that when I pray from my feelings, that somehow or another, that's not authentic prayer. That authentic prayer should only be about praising God, thanking God, and then interceding for the needs of other people. And I think what's so important and something that has just helped revolutionize my own personal prayer life, I used to have a woman coming to me for spiritual direction who really had the best description of prayer. When I asked her what was prayer like, she always said to me, I think I've mentioned this on your show before, she used to always say to me, prayer is simply coming as you are and being with God. And so if I, can, if I can just learn to come as I am to God, that is just a wonderful gift because that shows that I am comfortable with God. That shows that I really want to deepen my friendship with God. It shows, you know, that I trust God. Um, and, and so that's really the goal in any prayer life is really to become transparent, mm. to come as you are and to pray from where you are and not where you should be or think you should be. Hmm. Father Albert Hass, our spiritual director, talking today about our prayer life and praying from the neck down. Let's uh, take a phone call. And John, listening in Lake Tahoe, California. Hi and welcome. Good to have you on the program today. Good morning. Uh, I wanted to talk about praying from your headache and your heartache. Um, You know, your headaches are things that you want to go away. And your heartaches are things from the past that you're sorry about. Uh, When I pray uh, from my headaches... That's the number one way to get rid of your headaches. Um, you know, it's like your headaches and your heartaches are messages from God telling you what to pray for. It's counterintuitive not to pray from your headache and your heartaches, in my opinion. That's been my experience. John, you know what? You have hit the nail right on the head, and I'm delighted to hear you say that because I really think you are a hundred percent correct. That it's really, it's really crazy for us not to be willing to pray for our headaches and our heartaches because th- usually the stuff that we have headaches over and the stuff that we have heartaches over are really the stuff of our lives, the really important things in our lives. And, and God wants us to be able to express them to God. So I think you are right. You are 100% correct. It really is counterintuitive not to want to pray from our headaches and our heartaches. And if I could just follow up also on that, John, you know, but my experience of when I pray from my headaches, one of the things that I discovered is that usually I am causing my own headaches. 
and I'm basically, I am beating my head against a brick wall. And so oftentimes when I pray from my headaches, it's really, I, I, I come to experience God saying to me, Albert, I got your back. I've got this one. So just surrender it into my hands and trust me. And when I learned to do that, all of a sudden, it's like taking, it's like taking an aspirin. All of a sudden, my headache dissipates. And so sometimes when we pray from our headaches, we come to discover that oftentimes they are self-imposed, that we are the cause of our own headaches. We are beating our heads against a wall because we're trying to maintain control. And when we pray from our heartaches, as you mentioned, John, especially those things from our past, we also come to discover just how merciful and compassionate our God is. You know, in, in the seventh chapter of the Gospel of Micah, God says, I take all of your sins and I throw them into the deepest ocean imaginable. And then I always tell people, God puts a sign over that ocean that says, no fishing allowed. <laughs> so when God forgives, God forgets. Now we got to do the same. No fishing allowed. I like that a lot. Uh, I think I've used it on your show before, Chuck. <laughs> well, I'm, it's not in my notes. I don't know if you have or not. <laughs> but, but uh, Father Al Albert, well, I just think it's so important to realize that uh, what's going on inside of us, these emotions, these feelings, this turmoil, the hey, even the good stuff, even, you know, when we're, you know, really on top of the world and life is good to be able to pray from that. And we'll get more specific about how to do that. But um, God wants us to be honest with him, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he sure does. And, and that's really what transparency is all about. And, you know, I, I think it's also important just to call to mind that, you know, everybody has a story and everybody has a heart that is burdened. And I think it would just be such a wonderful gift that we give to God when we come to God dragging our story behind us and opening up our hearts and letting God see all the burdens in our hearts. Um, and that's just a wonderful gift we give to God because that shows that we can trust God. That shows that we, you know, we can be intimate with God because we, we don't share our deepest secrets with all of our friends, but hopefully we come to a place where we can share them with God, because that's what having a friendship with God is all about. That's what being intimate with God is all about. That's really what being transparent is all about, and that's what it means to pray from the neck down. Yeah. John, thanks for the call. Great insight. We appreciate you joining us on the program today. We're talking today about our prayer life, your prayer life. How's uh, that going for, the, for you these days? And praying from the neck down, what is your experience of that? What keeps you from being as honest as you'd like to be with God? Father Albert Hass is our spiritual director. If you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app.
This is today's Gospel reading from the New American Bible. Luke, chapter 13, verses 18 through 21. Jesus said, What is the kingdom of God like? To what can I compare it? It is like a mustard seed that a man took and planted in the garden. When it was fully grown, it became a large bush, and the birds of the sky dwelt in its branches. Again he said, To what shall I compare the kingdom of God? It is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of wheat flour until the whole batch of dough was leavened. You can find all the daily readings at relevantradio.com gospel or tap the prayer tab on the Relevant Radio app. If you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. Call now, 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us on the program today. I'm Chuck Neff, along with our producer, Nick Schmitz, Jim Shaper answering your phone calls, and Father Albert Hass is our spiritual director today. Father Albert, one of our regular contributors, a Franciscan priest and a chaplain at Cedar Break Catholic Retreat Center in Temple, Texas, that in the Diocese of Austin. Father Albert, also the author of 12 books on popular spirituality, his latest uh, available for pre-order now on Amazon.com, Soul Train. Um, with the Peace Prayer of St. Francis. And we're talking today about praying from the neck down, really praying with our heart. And uh, that is uh, from one of a, another one of his books, and it's called, that book is Becoming an Ordinary Mystic, A Spirituality for the Rest of Us, that available through the publisher Inner Varsity Press. And I um, also want to mention that uh, Father Albert, as he typically does uh, these past few months, has prepared a short document, an outline on uh, what it means to uh, pray uh, from the neck down, praying from the heart. If you'd like that, you can email him. It is shenfu at aol.com. That is his email address, shenfu at aol.com. So, Father Albert, and by the way, if you'd like to join us uh, toll free, I don't know if I said that or not. I say it so often, I don't remember when I say it. But if you'd like to join us on the program, uh, how's your prayer life going and your experience of praying from the neck down? Toll free phone number 888-914-9149 or email address. Center Life at RelevantRadio.com. So, Father Albert, I want to get to some phone calls for you. But walk us into this idea of praying from the neck down and then taking that, and maybe it's the loneliness, maybe it's fear, uh, certainly with everything that's going on in the world these days, a lot of fear going around. But whatever is going on uh, in our heart, uh, below our neck, how do we make that a prayer? Okay, so... So let me let me tell you about my prayer this morning, but it was a, it was a positive emotion. But then I'll, I'll I'll also use the example that I use in my book, Becoming an Ordinary Mystic, with a negative emotion. But I am still I'm still living off the fumes of being with the Trappist monks last week, uh, preaching them their annual retreat. They were so receptive, and they were so hospitable, and, and you know, the, the monastery in, is in complete lockdown. 
down. Um, and so I was just so grateful that they allowed me in. Uh, I, I was praying with them every day. I was giving them two conferences a day. And so I'm still living, living on the fumes of gratitude, just being with these great, wonderful, wonderful uh, people. And so this morning in my prayer life, all I did, all I did, Chuck, for a good 45 minutes, I just sat. I sat in the puddle of gratitude, and I just thank God for bringing these monks into my life. I thank God for for having them invite me to give them their retreat. I thank them for their openness to share so much of their life uh, with me. And so all I did was I just allowed that feeling of gratitude to kind of wash over me, and I just stood there in the presence of God like a wet puppy, you know, just washed down in gratitude. So that's one way to do it. Another way, as I mentioned mentioned in my book, Becoming an Ordinary Mystic, Spirituality for the Rest of Us, I can still remember the day when I was just filled with loneliness, and, and I tried to pray, and I couldn't pray, because every time I tried to pray, you know, that loneliness kept hitting me in the face, and I, and I just couldn't, I couldn't find a, an internal space to be with God. And I can remember having a Skype conversation with my spiritual director, and she said to me, she said, well, she said, Father Albea, your problem is you're trying to pray around your feeling of loneliness. And she said, rather than praying from around it, pray from it. Sit in the loneliness. And just, if words come up, tell God, just tell God how lonely you feel. If, it, if it's more of just a feeling of brokenness, just sit there in the brokenness. And just be there knowing that God sees you in your brokenness. So when, we, when I talk about praying from the neck down, it goes back to what I had said earlier, Chuck, in this show, uh, what that spiritual directee once said, and that is you pray, you come as you are in prayer. And so whatever emotions are right there at the tip of your heart, those are the emotions you want to bring to prayer. Those are the things you want to share with God, because by sharing with God these feelings and these emotions, as I said earlier, you're not telling God anything. He doesn't always already know. He knows everything. But by sharing them, sometimes you can have a change in your perspective, as if I could go back to what John from, from Lake Tahoe, California had mentioned, you know, when I, when I pray from my heart and when I pray from my headache, I sometimes get a perspective on how controlling I'm being, and I need to let go and put this situation in God's hands. And when I pray from my heartache, whether it might be guilt over my past sins, or maybe it's the feeling of grief because I have lost some, someone dear to me, when I pray from those feelings, I, I end up coming into the presence of God as I am. And sometimes God will minister to me by simply helping me to accept the grief, to accept the guilt. And that's how God responds to our prayer. So praying from the neck down is simply 
being who you are and not who you want to be. Yeah. Father Albert Hass is our spiritual director. One more point, and then we'll get to some phone calls. Uh, But if you'd like to join us talking about our prayer life today, praying from the neck down, praying from the heart, and uh, your experience of that, we'd love to hear your story. If you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. Our email address, innerlife at relevantradio.com. But Father Albert, in the book, um, Becoming an Ordinary Mystic, in this chapter you talk about um, praying from the neck down, you use the, the term welcome prayer and the ability to embrace those emotions that maybe we wish we weren't embracing or dealing with. But when I read that, uh, that welcoming prayer, for me, that is so inviting. (laughs) That is so uh, honest to be able to say, yeah, I'm not feeling great today, the grief or the loneliness, but to embrace it and welcome it into the prayer. That image is just, um, uh, it's so enlightening for me. Well, and, and you know what? What's interesting, Chuck, is when when you look at the life of Jesus, you can see how Jesus was willing to embrace a whole range of emotions, and so he was willing to welcome the emo- emotions. You know, we, we read about him showing compassion. We read about him becoming angry. We, we read about him being consumed with zeal. Remember how he cried at the death of Lazarus. Um, And and so if we could just learn to welcome these emotions. And so what I tell people in spiritual direction, no matter, I don't care how terrible they think the emotion is, if you can just allow your body to feel it, and then you just welcome it. You say to the emotion, welcome anger, welcome grief, welcome self-pity, welcome loneliness, welcome my fears. If I could just say that and I allow the emotion to exist, I can then gradually learn to let it go. Because remember, Chuck, emotions have to be emoted. They must be expressed. That's why we call them emotions. And so part of what the welcoming prayer does is it helps us to express the emotions in an appropriate way. Because if we don't, if we don't express the emotions, if we don't emote them in a healthy way, they, come, they go underground and then they come out in inappropriate ways. And so that's why, you know, you'll meet somebody and you meet them and you walk away and you say, oh, that person was seething with anger. Well, of course they were, because probably they were not accepting their anger. They were not welcoming it. They were trying to hide it, push it under the carpet. And please remember, what is pushed under the carpet stays under the carpet and it will find its way out sometimes in unhealthy ways. And that's why so many of us get caught up in all of this unhealthy behavior, whether it's dealing with drugs, alcohol, sex, all that stuff. All of that stuff oftentimes is these emotions that I have refused to welcome in my life, trying to find expression in other ways. Father Albert Hass is our spiritual director talking about our prayer life today. Let's uh, take some phone calls and let's start with Chris listening in California. Hello, Chris. Welcome to the program today. Hi. Thank you for having me. Um, 
you know, it's an interesting uh, transition into my story uh, because um, I've been born and raised Catholic and attended Catholic school my whole life, have always had what I thought was a close relationship with God, um, but you don't really realize the strengths of your relationship until your life has been really uh, challenged. And um, about a year ago, uh, my husband and I realized that my son was extremely depressed. Um, he was self-harming and uh, using substances, and we did not realize. And um, so we ended up having to send him away to get help. And uh, during that time, I was still very shameful about um this path that my son took, and I realized that the only way to turn that shame around was to feel comfortable sharing my story with people that I knew when I'm not in a great area I'm driving. Um, and so at, about a year ago, I started sharing my story with um, my friends that I knew would pray for me. And I also started hearing, you know, you really have to give it to God. If you're worrying and if you're scared and frightened, then you haven't give it, given it to God. And at first, I didn't really understand that, um, not feeling those feelings once you have given it up to God. But what I have realized a year later is that giving it to God is something that I have to do every day. And I have to remind myself to do every day. And my conversations with God have changed so much in that way. And my eyes have been opened. And I know when God is communicating to me through either uh, visually or um, through someone speaking to me, I see now all around me God communicating to me, and my son is getting much better. He is still away, but I see him making progress. Um, I know that there is no perfection in 17-year-olds, but uh, I see the progress, and I know that God is with me every step of the way. I know that I would be a wreck every day if I wasn't able to give it to God and have the strength in my prayer and in my conversations with God to give it to God. And, and he's listening. And I know that there is a bigger reason why. I know that my son was put here to do great things. I know that. He's such a special kid. And I just know and I tell him all the time, God has bigger plans for you. God's got really big plans for you. And, and I feel it. And God shows me. And um, and I made a promise to God that if he were to help cure my son, that I would spread his word. And, and I do every chance that I get. Hmm. Wow. Chuck, that was an incredible story, was it not? Oh, wow, Chris. Yeah. You know, you know the, one th the one thing that Chris said that I, was, I, that I just took undue delight in is when she said how now, because she, has, she continually puts this into God's hands and because she is willing to talk to other people about it, 
she's now discovering how God is responding to her in all kinds of different ways in her life. And that just goes back to what I always love to remind people, and that is your your life is the megaphone through which God will speak to you. And so the more we can learn to be transparent, the more we can hear God speaking to us in other people. We can hear, we can learn to hear God speaking to us in our situations. And so I just think Chris's story is just an incredible, incredible uh, story. And I couldn't help but think, you know, I, she she kept hinting at the fact that how, you know, she's now learning to share more and more yeah. of her heartache over her son uh, with God. I couldn't help but re- remember, you know, just recently he was beatified, the 15-year-old Carlo Acutis, who always said his best friend was Jesus. And when somebody asked, Blessed Carlo Acutis, well, how do you know your best friend is Jesus? He just looked at him and said, well, I tell him everything. (laughs) And I just think that is just a wonderful way to have a relationship with God. Tell him everything. If it's a heartache or a headache, tell him. Well, and Chris, Chris, if you're still with us, if you can still hear us, if I could ask you a question, I'm always so mindful of the word um, shame. It's such an interesting word. And so my question to you is when you started to kind of embrace, if we can use that word again, the shame that you were feeling as a result of what was happening to your to your son, did you not want to deal with that? Did you maybe want to ignore that and um, I guess maybe the other part of the question is when did you realize that it was okay to feel that and that you needed other people to be praying for you Um, thank you for asking that Um, you know initially I was shameful um, I think more because of the community that I live in and and there are so many communities like mine um, nationwide. Uh, but I, I just would see so many other kids excelling. And, um, you know, my son had been a good athlete. He's very smart. He had done pretty well in school. Um, but. Oh, we may have lost her there. Um, but, but Father Albert, to that point, because shame is one of those uh, one of those emotions that sometimes uh, we we don't want to admit to ourselves, we don't want to admit to God, mm. but uh, that need to be able to to one embrace it, to you know use that image again, welcome that into into our life uh, is so important. I think you know the other thing which I really took away with this how she's supporting her son, telling him mm. that he's a good kid, telling him that yes, God. God has a plan for your life and to be able to walk into that uh, into that uh, emotion and really uh, embrace it, really welcome it, really pray with it from the neck down. We're going to pause here for just a moment. We'll get to some more phone calls. And I've got an email I want to get to as well, talking about our prayer life today. If you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app.
Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Inner Life Show or email us innerlife at relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Father Albert Hass, our spiritual director. Father Albert, a Franciscan priest, joining us today from Cedar Break Catholic Retreat Center in Temple, Texas, where he is the chaplain of the retreat center. That, of course, in the Diocese of Austin. Father Albert, also the author of 12 books on spirituality, his latest, now available on pre-order from uh, Amazon.com, Soul Training with the Peace Prayer of St. Francis. We are talking today about uh, praying from the neck down, praying from our hearts And uh, that really comes from another one of his books. We're talking about that today, Becoming an Ordinary Mystic, and that available through the publisher, InterVarsity Press. And um, Father Albert, uh, also, as we're talking about praying from the neck down, he has prepared a little document. If you would like uh, that, you can email Father Albert, and he will send that to you. His email address, shenfu at aol.com, shenfu at aol.com. And I want to get to an email, but just a reminder, election, uh, what, a week from today? Wow. Uh, catching up to us very, very quickly here. Just a reminder about Father Rocky's new ebook, Vote Your Conscience. This will help you learn how to form your conscience around the truth, the beauty, the goodness um, of Catholic teaching. It's free. All you have to do is go to the website, relevantradio.com slash vote. You can also sign up on the Relevant Radio app. Vote Your Conscience, free ebook by Father Rocky, relevantradio.com slash vote or on the Relevant Radio app. So Father Albert, I had an email come into uh, the program uh, earlier today. Uh, I think uh, she heard the uh, promo for the program. And um, it's just such a good question and really a good situation. I think that what she's going through probably speaks to a lot of us in a lot of ways. But she says, I find it difficult to find time to pray. My morning and evening prayers have increased in duration as I have developed in my faith. And I have the desire to pray more often, but have difficulty setting aside additional focused time on prayer with competing priorities in the the day, full-time work, chores, family tasks, and all of that. And then she said that she she's heard that uh, I can pray throughout my daily work, but I am unclear how to do this, about how to turn our daily activities into a form of prayer. I have uh, tried offering the task I'm doing to God, but I often get distracted by focusing on the task and not on God and don't feel fulfilled in it. been trying to pray the rosary while working on other things, but my mind is mind is not focused on either task, and I end up distracted uh, on both tasks, wondering if you might have any advice for her. Well, I actually I do. You had sent me you sent me that email uh, before before we came on the air, and a couple of things struck me. First of all, uh, having spent some time uh, with the Trappist monks last week uh, at Bepkin Abbey in South Carolina, one thing is you know we're not meant to pray twenty four seven. Even even in the in the great hallowed contemplative tradition of the Benedictines, uh, the Cistercians, and the Trappists, you know the great wisdom of Benedict is that prayer must be uh, balanced off with work. If you have too much work, you become a workaholic, and if you have too much prayer, you end up in la la land. And so, prayer and work 
go hand in hand. Uh, and so that's one thing to, to, for her to be aware of is uh, we're not meant to pray 24-7. Secondly, I couldn't help but think of the great wisdom. This is the great wisdom of the great Carmelite mystic, Therese of Lisseur, who says to us, the little flower says to us, anything can become a prayer if you do it with love. And so even if even if you're not thinking about God, if you are washing the dishes with love, if you're mopping the floor with attention, if you're cooking the meal and you're beginning to think of how how wonderful the meal's going to be and how the family's going to enjoy the meal, or if you're driving home from work and you've got flowers that you're bringing to your spouse, just to surprise her, all of that's a prayer. You know, anything that we do with love um, is a prayer. And then thirdly, the thing that strikes me, Chuck, and, I, and, and that some people might disagree with me on this, but I always think it's good that we end our prayer with the desire to pray more. It's really, I think it's important not to have our desire for prayer every day fully quenched. Because I think if it becomes fully quenched, we then might begin to get a little bit lazy. While if I'm always just a little bit hungry for prayer and I want to pray a little bit more, that might challenge me to kind of catch God on the run. So that might challenge me to say a quick little prayer as I walk from, from the grocery store back to my car in the parking lot. Or that might challenge me to say a little prayer as I go from one meeting to another meeting. So I, I don't think I don't think it's wise for us to have our our desire and hunger for prayer fully quenched. But by having that little nagging continual feeling not satisfied, that will oftentimes give us the impetus to catch God on the run. And really, that's really what prayer, good prayer is, that my, my time spent in formal prayer should help to make me prayerful throughout the day, to help yeah. me to see God in the ordinary and the everyday. Father Albert Hass, our spiritual director, I wanted to make sure we got the email in, but I do have a follow-up on Chris's phone call, if you're just joining us. Chris, um, in um, where was Chris calling from? She was calling from California. Yes, she was. Look at my notes here. But she had talked about her her teenage son getting into a substance abuse issue and was feeling ashamed about that. And we talk about shame, but what's the difference between shame and guilt? Oh, I'm glad you asked that, Chuck, because there is, there's a big, big difference. Guilt is when I make a mistake, when I don't live up to my values. Guilt is when I break a law. So, so guilt is something that I have done something and I really regret it. Shame is something very different because shame says there's something wrong with me. And so shame is a bit uglier because it gets internalized. It's guilt that all of a sudden now is internalized into my very being. And so rather than me saying I did something wrong, shame says 
I am wrong. And of course, shame, for so many people, shame can be so, so debilitating. And so it's just important that we keep, we keep those two words separate because they really are two separate things. And you deal with them in two very, very different ways. Because when you're, when you're struggling with shame, you really need to work on your self-esteem and you need to call yourself back to the reality that I am a child of God. And anything that comes from the hand of God is good, beautiful, and wonderful. And so that's one way to kind of begin to deal with the issue of shame. Guilt can usually be resolved by going to confession, letting the cat out of the bag, spilling the beans, and then renewing myself to once again try and live according to the values that I want to live with. So there really are two separate things. Father Albert Hass is our spiritual director. Just a reminder, talking about our prayer life and praying from the neck down. If you'd like the uh, little document Father Albert has put together, you can email him, shenfu at aol.com. Father Albert Hass, we need to wrap things up. As you know, we like to close with a final blessing for all of our listeners. And so may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord let his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you kindly. The Lord give you peace. The Lord bless you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Albert Hass, always a pleasure. We took a vote. You're getting an A-plus on the program today. We just wanted to give you your grade. So thanks uh, for joining us. As always, we do appreciate it. Father Albert Hass, uh, thanks to him. Thanks to you for taking time to join us here on The Inner Life today as well. Stay tuned. We're celebrating Mass, and then we're back again tomorrow. Hope to see you then. Make it a great day. Thank you.